Welcome to I'm Not Lost Travel Podcast. We're here today. That beautiful song you heard was the anthem of Macau, where we will take you today, also known as the Macau Special Administrative Region of the People's Republic of China, but Macau is what we'll call it for short because it's way easier. Um, So we just got back from there just a little bit ago, so it's still kind of fresh in our mind, and we want to share with you some of the highlights of things that we saw and things, uh, some of the things that you can do if you venture over to Macau. A couple of quick facts before we, um, you know, go over some of the highlights are go over the language. The first official languages are Chinese and Portuguese, and while English isn't one of the official languages, I would say that it was widely used there, um, you know, in hotels, casinos, and things like that. The population was about, it was under a million, so um, only 650,000. Um, so it was dense because it is an island, but it didn't feel as crowded as, let's say, Hong Kong. So that was one thing that we found interesting. And also, just a couple of side notes is the currency there is going to be the Macanese Pataka, um, or just the Macanese dollar, as some other people called it. But uh, that's just some of the basics of Macau and just to give a little background on it because a lot of people including myself weren't sure the history of Macau or how it got that whole Portuguese influence is it was at one time a colony of the Portuguese Empire I mean back you know I think it was 1557 15 right around there and it remained a Portuguese colony under or excuse me up until 1999 so a long history with the Portuguese and you'll see it in the signs and other things there Uh, and we'll kind of talk about this later but not so much now but it did have a Portuguese background which is really makes it a unique island and one that was quite different than um, a lot of the others that we went to including Hong Kong and other places on our trip so first thing I want to talk to you guys about because almost maybe not all of you, but a lot of you guys might be coming from Hong Kong and taking the ferry. So tell us a little bit about the ferry, how to get over there, how, our experience with that. So we took the ferry from Hong Kong and it, we went to the Kowloon Pier. Um, and from there, uh, we took the ferry straight to Macau. It was maybe about an hour. It wasn't very long at all. But make sure to buy your tickets in advance. We bought them straight there at the ferry terminal which is like a gold-colored building. If you look it up on Google, you'll have to go a little bit further. The We had to ask because the directions were wrong. But um, we ended up having to get the super class ticket, which was $45 one way, which included breakfast, and we got to feel like we were in first class. So we sat up there, but they were all sold out of the general tickets until like that evening. And they usually sell them about every hour to two hours. Um, and on the way back we were able to get the regular tickets we bought them as soon as we got to Macau um, because we were we knew we were going to be leaving from there to go to Hong Kong airport so we um, took a different destination and then it was $33 and again about an hour ride and once you're there you know as at least as a US citizen we don't need a visa in fact they didn't even stamp my passport um, which was a good thing because I was running out of this was our last stop on our trip and I was down to a page in my passport so it was really nice that they did they just give you a little card that you have to hang on to so if you're coming from Hong Kong at least uh, you don't need a uh, you do have to go through their customs because it's separate from Hong Kong but you do not need a visa so that's good and there's no cost um, yeah so once you land, you'll be able to hop in a 
it's a really nice uh, ferry terminal and like I said if you're taking that ferry it's actually a really nice ferry they had Wi-Fi um, if you do the superclass I thought they made us by superclass because they just got a look at you know how classy I was dressed with my Crocs and my uh, my Chaco sandals and my nerdy hat and they just wanted me to uh, exude class to the other customers um, but apparently not they were out of tickets but it's a really nice ferry out you know even upgrading was actually a pretty good idea because you get to get off the boat before everyone else so that's also something that you want to remember and also an fyi is you can check baggage and it does cost but we had our 45 50 liter backpacks and they didn't ask us to check them we took them on with us nobody said anything so don't waste your time even checking them unless somebody were to ask you yeah, so, but once you get there, um, if you're staying at one of the main casino hotels or just one of the bigger hotels, there is an entire lineup of maybe 20 buses that ferry you to different hotels. And we were all set to, we went to the information desk, which there's a really helpful tourist information desk right in that ferry terminal. And they will try and help you map out the bus schedule and things like that. So as soon as you get there, that's one option. Otherwise, look for the hotel that you're staying at having a bus. We were, again, set to find the city bus because we knew the, uh, our Uber app didn't work. And so we were stuck between an old school taxi and a city bus. And we knew that the taxi was quite expensive. So being on a budget, we mapped it out. And lo and behold, as we're walking to find the taxi, we see a bus for our hotel. So that kind of made it really nice. Um, before we get any further, though, uh, just touch on the weather. We were there in August. It is a um, humid country between about you know, 75% to 90% humidity, um, but it wasn't extremely hot. So average temperature, I think in July is about 85 degrees Fahrenheit. So warm, definitely, but it wasn't the hottest we've experienced when we just come back from Southeast Asia and it was by far not the hottest. Just, uh, you know, dress appropriately with some breathable clothes while you're walking around during the day um, and have some smart clothes for nighttime when you go to the casinos, bars, restaurants, things like that. So once we got to our hotel, we changed and we were set out to see how walkable the city was. Uh, Google Maps, if you hit the walking uh, portion of your app when you're there, it actually showed nothing. And so we were kind of wondering why Google Maps wouldn't have uh, directions. It had, I think, driving directions only, no public transportation um, information or no walking directions. So that was strange. Um, so we just hit the streets and grabbed some cold drinks at 7-Eleven and went about our way and we just we hit a lot of the highlights um, just from Lonely Planet or from Google Trips things like that and um, we started off at uh, I believe it was there basically it's the old wet market where um, it's a big huge red building and I you know highly recommend it um, it kinda for me being a vegetarian just seeing all the uh, fish flopping up and down um, it was kind of a, a site to remind me to stay vegetarian, but it is actually, there's a lot of food to eat and drink around there. It's actually called the Red Market because it's uh, one of the oldest buildings in the town and it's all red brick. Well, then that makes sense. Um, and it's really close. Also, it was called the Burmese Market, which was right nearby. Um, the Red Market upstairs was all fish, all shellfish, everything like that. And then downstairs was just like local fruits and vegetables. And then the Burmese market was much more like street food. 
and I would pick probably the Burmese market if you're going to go have some food while you're there. It's really cheap, and they did have a lot of options. Just not a lot of it was like hanging duck and uh, things like that. But after that, let's just start off with the main highlight of the town is the ruins of St. Paul. It is, um, you know, it's really neat. It definitely is something you have to visit while you're there. It's an old 17th century complex, um, and it's so it looks, you know, as old as it is. But it's just the facade of the church that's still standing. The rest of the church is long gone. So, um, you know, it is crawling with tourists. It, you know, there's a ton of people taking pictures there. But don't let that um, stop you. It's a safe area. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's probably the best known, if not one of the best known, landmarks in Macau. Um, and, yeah, I would definitely take a visit there and while you're there right next to it is a fort that also has the Macau Museum in it and if you go up to the top of that fort there is it's an old fort from when you know they were protecting um, from invading ships and it's a really good view up there of the of the the ruins so you know maybe it's a short short walk up to the top of the fort too um, and the museum up there is quite nice we was happened to be closed but we peeked in and it was quite nice so definitely add ruins of st paul and not far from there we had just walked from monte fort and the monte fort is i think believe the highest point in all of the city so it was a really good view of um you know the entire city a lot of people up there exercising running and there's a little park up there where all these people are um kind of getting some some fitness in and it's also a unesco heritage site built in about six you know the early 1600s so it's um and i think 52 meters which was the highest point so yeah and it's kind of neat too because you'll see the cannons and now instead of facing the water they're actually facing the um the casinos so it's kind of uh, old meets new and uh it's kind of a just a neat thing and if you're going to go to Monte Forte, remember it closes about 5.30, I think is the last time that you can go up to the top. And I thought it was the best view of the city. I would definitely go there. Um, we also went to the lighthouse in the city, which was a short walk from there. And for that one, it did close at 5. Um, but I did think the Monte Forte was uh, a much better view of the city. Yeah, so check that one out as well. Um, after that, I mean, we wandered through a lot of the city parks. We walked the entire town, and it actually is quite walkable. We both commented on, you know, just going down the back streets and going into the older part of town, away from the casinos, and just how nice it was and how walkable it was. And just seeing the street signs and um, these old street signs in Portuguese and written, um, you know, in Chinese was a really neat thing to see so very walkable don't let you know get discouraged that oh there's cars it's actually just get off to the back sides of the streets coming from hong kong it felt like a small town almost even though it's clearly not um some other things we did we really liked senado square um that was one of the highlights just so pretty if you've been to lisbon portugal or anywhere in portugal you'll notice that the senado square or senate square um, it's just gorgeous paved with pastel colored, you know, buildings on both sides. Um, and there's just tons of shops and restaurants all around there. You can just kind of go off into these back streets and get lost. Uh, and there's just um, tons of desserts. There must be famous for their desserts. And being uh, on a tight budget, they I've never seen a place like this. Every shop was the exact same thing, but they had probably 50 samples uh, around there. 
And uh, when I see free, I just go for it. So I think I had about 50 samples in each store and I was like, oh my gosh, well this, this place is just calling me in, so let's go in here. And then I would go and sample the same exact things all over. Um, and I probably did seven stores of that until my stomach hurt. So definitely got a whole meal out of that if you're around there. But just be careful because I didn't really know what I was eating. Some were sweets, but it would have um, like pig pork floss they would call it and i was like i don't even know what that is but it it just doesn't sound good in a, in a suite so be careful but also you'll see places that sell the macanese egg tart and that's kind of like the must have the you know the number one thing to eat while you're in macau um it's kind of their version the macanese version of an egg tart uh, you know an english portuguese egg custard tart um i think you'd like it um one place that's highly recommended is the lord stowe's bakery so that's a good one to to check out and highly recommend that a couple other things we did during the day we just kind of wandered really and just got lost um, there's just some neat little parks that we found with old Portuguese poets um, statues of them and yeah it was just a nice city to walk in and stop and uh, we saw one strip club uh, just to give you if there's anyone out there looking for the red light side of things and I you know, just being a podcaster, how to get information to report back to uh, my uh, listeners here. I think they wanted $40 just to get in. So I was a little bit shocked at that. But I guess, you know, being the Vegas of Asia, um, you know, people must be willing to pay. I think that's crazy. So anyhow, otherwise, we just kept moving and we went back to our hotel. And now there is so many hotels in Macau. You will be inundated with options. Um I, I can you know over probably almost a hundred hotels on this island so there's just hard to pick I guess go with you know what your budget will allow I wanted something nice because we were coming from Hong Kong where everything is about you know five square meters six square meters seven square meters just teeny little rooms I wanted to end the trip in a little bit of space and a nice comfy bed and um, I did Priceline. Um, I did the express deal for, I said, whatever's five star and a good deal. And sure enough, we ended up getting the Sofitel. And if you haven't stayed at a Sofitel, we would highly recommend it. Um, not getting paid anything from Sofitel unless you want to give us a free stay at Sofitel. But uh, it was just random that we stayed there and it sure turned out nice. It is just a classy, you know, way too classy for us, that, you know, probably. You know, like that scene in a movie where like the record like scratches and, and I felt like everyone when we walked in, uh, you know, the guy's got the top hat and the, the, the what is that suit called with the, the fancy tail? Yeah, the fancy the tails in the back. Yeah. He's holding the door for us and, uh, you know, probably had to plug his nose when these two backpackers came by. But um, I would highly recommend it. Um, bed was comfy. Uh, it's a little bit away from some of the action, but it's right on the river. It's got a gorgeous pool. And uh, when you checked in, they offered to upgrade us to the mansion villa, which has like sitting in your own hot tub, you know, a drop down flat screen comes out of the ceiling for only $112 more, which a little bit out of our budget, but man, um, surprised at the pricing. So I think our hotel was $100 for that. And it was uh, definitely worth it after some hostels and some small rooms in Hong Kong. And it was a really cool hotel because they had a phone for each room, like a smartphone that included, you could take it out for the day and it was um, free internet. So you could look up Google Maps and it had a whole tour guide built into it that would um, tell you the top highlights of the city, full service all day. It was really nice, no charge. Um, you just, it was a $200 fee if you lost it. 
Yeah, that's a really cool thing. I mean, I think a lot of new hotels, I've heard even in Vegas, some are, you know, kind of, it's kind of like a concierge to go. You can just ask the phone. It's got Wi-Fi or it's got, you know, the, our phone had 3G and we just carried it with us all day. It was just like a Samsung Galaxy and nice little perk. Uh, super awesome. You know, in addition, they had a casino there. They had a pool there. They had a spa. And they even they especially had the shuttle, which came in handy to get to the air, uh, to the ferry terminal. So that was our day, essentially. Um, we did end up going out for some dinner that night. We found, um, you know, a couple cool little options for vegetarians. And we got some, even some vegetarian sushi and vegetarian tuna sandwiches which is kind of random after seeing all the dead fish laying in the sun yeah and uh that homemade veggie mushroom burger it was delicious it was a little restaurant just called the veggie grill but on google maps it was all in in um chinese so yeah. it was delicious and it was just um one man and he had a, just a tiny little shop but it was it was real close to uh sonata square yeah, so um, that was our day. And then at night, we definitely wanted to see what the casinos were all about. Um, you know, hearing about all of the options, you know, being like Vegas, we kind of wanted to see if it could compare. So we set about, um, we skipped the Sofitel Casino because we knew that there was, you know, a win and an MGM. And, you know, one of the famous ones is the Grand Lisboa Hotel. And it looks, you know, it's very unique looking in that it's ugly <laughs> i hate to say that but <clears throat> excuse me maybe when it was open it was uh a little bit uh you know more beautiful but we went in there it's really tall and it's funky looking so you'll know it but gosh is it boring i don't think i've you know you get carded to go in you go through a metal detector and it is literally just people sitting around gambling like rooms of it and there's no music, there's no alcohol. I mean, what are you guys doing? Like, at least throw in some booze to make it fun. Um, and they had one every like 30 minutes, some women in scantily clad pasties and uh, bikinis would stand up. And one guy pulled his phone out like, wow, look at this. And sure enough, security literally went over and made him uh, pull out his phone and showed him, you know, that he was deleting it. So very strict there. But um, I have to say that one was just so boring, really classy, but boring. So we checked out the win being that was it's literally a replica of the Vegas win. Um, it, it has the water show that Bellagio has um, every 15 minutes. Same song, though, which is kind of strange. It's, uh, well, no, I think they rotate with one American song and then the rest are Chinese songs. And again, super fancy, but I mean, it's like a, you know, if you ever go to like an, I don't know, it just was so quiet and they're like a library, it sounded like, with just classy restaurants, classy, sh you know, coach this, Burberry that, basically everything that we can afford, but apparently, you know, everyone else there can so um but i guess it's just not what it's about there um is you know macau is the number one gambling spot in all the world i mean they take in you know multiple times vegas does um and it's just a huge gambling mecca um the last one we did go to before we went home that night is the mgm and we thought that was our favorite um they just had a you know of the of the ones we just talked about i should say um some of the the more fun things they had little more appealing shops even like under armor and stuff that was semi-affordable but also they have really cool artwork throughout they have the lobby with 
these giant giraffes made of grass and a huge fish tank. Um, and actually, it was somewhat lively in there. I wouldn't say, you know, by no means was there any nightclubs going off. But if you're going to Vegas thinking uh, strip clubs and, uh, um, you know, all you can drink or something, it's definitely not that. I don't think we saw booze at all. So um, keep that in mind if you're planning your trip. But it is something unique to see, I found. And, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. We didn't make it to all of the other casinos i mean it's like vegas there's hundreds of casinos that you can't make it to all of them and they were kind of boring so you probably wouldn't want to go to more than just a couple of them yeah so it's definitely you're not going to get them all like she said just pick a couple that you want to see maybe you want to stay at one too um the win was about two hundred dollars um which that which that brings us to just one other point was you know we try to just give you a heads up is it a cheap or is it an expensive country and I would say um, Macau, as far as a place to visit, is, is expensive. Um, there is really not many hostels for $10. It's, you know, nice hotels. And I think it's going more and more that way, too. So expect to spend, you know, 75 bucks at the very cheapest for a hotel. Um, ours was like 100 a little more than 100 But, I mean, the Wynn, there's St. Regis, the Sheraton, you're looking, you know, 250 something around there. So do plan accordingly. Um, taxis, I think our taxi was about 15 U.S. dollars in the morning um, because we couldn't. There was no shuttle going at 6 a.m. We had to get to the, six, the 7 a.m. ferry. And sure enough, like, we try to avoid taxis at all costs nowadays. And, you know, 15 bucks. Um, I think he took a little extra out of it didn't say one word thank you please hello nothing just typical taxi so if you want to take the bus to get around as well um which it like we said it's very walkable but the bus they told us was six macau dollars um which translates to about 75 cents us um and it'll take you anywhere in macau yeah and you know the food uh, i would say that i wanted to try a real macanese meal and we didn't end up finding any and that's our fault that we didn't um, get to enough restaurants in our short trip there. But do try the Macanese food if you are there. There's not a lot of street food being that it's, you know, kind of fancier. But if you go out to the older part of town, there we, you know, for example, the Burmese market, we did see a lot of street food there. So you can find it. Um, as far as safety goes, I would say that it is a very safe city. Um, we didn't feel unsafe at any time. Um, we were walking at 1030 at night, 11 at night. No issues at all. We we're walking in the back streets here and there. And people are generally really friendly. Um, and one last thing is we didn't see many bikes. I really like biking when I get to a city. And I didn't see many bikes or scooters. Um, we did see scooters, but I didn't see them, you know, like in Southeast Asia where you can just rent them anywhere. And if you're looking for, like, any souvenirs or anything like that, the only place that I believe I saw them were um, right down the road from the St. Paul Church. There were a few stalls right there selling, like, T-shirts and magnet kind of things and stickers and then... Um, there are a few food stall stands there, and that's also right where you will find all of the delicious cookies that Dan ate. Oh my gosh, so many. I'm still working those off at the gym. But they were worth it because they were free. Like, who can turn down free cookies? Like, there's nobody. So, anyhow, it really was a cool place. Um, just something different. You know, it's it's a unique place. It's Fun, it's one of the world's richest regions. I would say see it soon. I know um, they kind of need to hold on to the Portuguese portion of things, if that makes sense, until 2049. And then China kind of is going to make it more of their own. So you can al almost see it in like 
there's less and less signs in Portuguese, more and more Chinese signs. And, um, you know, I read something that as far as languages spoken there, about 85% is Cantonese, like 7% is Mandarin, and only, I want to say, 0.6 was still spoke Portuguese was still spoken at home. So it's going less and less the way of, you know, Portuguese, which I think is what makes it different. I mean, there's many islands in China, um, but I think that Portuguese flavor is what really makes it unique and really what made me want to go there as well. So um, I would have to say my final impressions were don't go there if you're thinking you're going to Vegas. It's definitely nothing really like Vegas. It just has some copycat hotels like one of Paris and one of the Wynn, one of MGM, but it's definitely a totally different vibe. Yeah, definitely. And we only actually stayed one day in Macau, and I felt like we accomplished everything we wanted to. If we did stay an extra day, there was a couple hiking trails we found, the Taipa. Mm-hmm, and taipa. there's a, also a coastal trail that we're also very, very sure, because it is a small island we would have done. And then there was a black sand beach. Um, in Haksa the Beach, part. H-A-C-S-A Beach. That would be the one to get to. So if we would have stayed extra, that's what we would have done. But other than that, I think we got everything accomplished in one day. Yeah, unless you like being inside shopping at literally the exact same stores at every hotel. Burberry, Gucci, Prada. Burberry, Gucci, Prada. Like the same things. I'm like, how many people can buy a $5,000 handbag? And apparently it's lots because they're everywhere. So anyhow... That is our highlights from Macau. If you guys get there, shoot us a message. We'll give you some advice, or if you have some feedback of things, um, let us know. But otherwise, safe travels.